Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. Here to talk all things Griffins, Firebirds, and Walleye are your hosts, Nick Harrington and Brandon Cook. We're we're good. We're good. We back. We, well, physically. <laughs> no, we back. We're back. The oh, vibes were so good. The vibes for the weekend were incredible. Yeah, it's been a whirl. Uh, last forty eight hours was a whirlwind for me. Yeah, you go from Griffin's home opener to I ended up at a concert afterwards. Oh yeah, to then down to Detroit the next morning. Get there, <clears throat> meet some incredible people. We go met, to the game. We met good people all, like, both games. Oh, yeah. I was talking about before the Wings game, you know. We got to go out to Harry's, meet the people, oh, do yeah. the thing. We haven't done that before. No, no. We go to the game. The vibes are off the charts at LCA. They said it was the loudest that's ever been at that arena. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Larkin said, he's like, that's the best I've ever heard it in 17 years. Or whatever. 17 Not 17 years. years. <laughs> <laughs> it's seven, eight years. Yeah. No, it was incredible. Incredible game. Vibes afterwards were still good. Car ride vibes were good. <laughs> and boom, this morning it was like a brick wall hit me. I didn't want to move. I didn't move. <laughs> oh, I mean, I was up and around, but I didn't do much. I laid on my butt and watched football all day. I caught up on the Griffins game we missed yesterday. I did that too, but so. not as much as you did. No. But anyways, welcome to Hockey Tell West Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. And I'm Nick. So let's talk about, before we jump into the Griffins, I know that's what everybody's here for. Let's talk about the LCA experience last night. First time we were of either of us going to a Red Wings home opener. Yeah. Uh, How do you feel? It was good. So I guess the vibe at Harry's before the games, especially as this team comes back on the upswing, oh, yeah, we is going to be the spot, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Seeing so many Wings jerseys in there, everyone was in a good mood. The drinks were good. The food was fantastic, at least on my end. I don't know. That mac and cheese I had was incredible. It did look really good. I Dude, wanted, it was so good. I wanted to get it, but I wanted to not be so heavy. It wasn't. That's yeah, the crazy that's... part is it wasn't heavy, but man, was it good. Next year. Next time. Yeah, next time. Next time, I'm sure. I might just go back to Wednesday's game just for that. <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, Harry's was awesome. Doing the, we, we scheduled out everything so well. Yeah. Like, there was zero stress. There was a lot more stress for the Griffins home opener for us than there was for the Red Wings one. Holy crap, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. The in-arena in experience, right? So, we sit down. If we get all settled in. One of my favorite things that I wish everyone would have caught was being able to scan your phone in to have your phone be one of the lights in the pregame light show. Yeah, that was sick. That was a cool a little thing. I felt like I was at the Ares tour. Oh my god! Without actually being at the Ares tour, it was louder than the Ares tour. I don't know. I've never I don't know been. either. I don't. I can't afford those tickets. Neither can I. Um, so the pregame, everything for the Wings, and it seems like the Lions too. Everything right now is just going straight up Detroit, Michigan, everything. 
So the intro video using a local rock band Greta Van Fleet for the video music for the intro, which great song, but also just a super hype video. Yeah. Like I was right right there at that point. I'm like, yep, we're gonna see so much Detroit in this as we should, and as as we should. We're on the up and up. Then we're you coming got, back, baby, dude. <laughs> if I mean one game, but oh man. It felt like you walked away from that just going, man, this is uh, something special. Yeah. There is something special cooking. Yeah. For sure. Goalhorn being set off by DMAC for the first time. That was cool. That was cool. Uh, sounds great. Sounds great. Could be a little louder. Fantastic. Yeah, it could have been a little louder. A little louder. I would say that. Um, you think they can test, like, change that? or? I'm sure they can once they realize how loud the freaking crowd got. Yeah, it was super loud. Yeah. And, like... People don't understand when they're watching it on TV if they haven't been in the LCA. LCA is huge. There's a delay in the chance from the crowd at one end to the other. Yeah. Like, it's a huge, huge building. Um, no, Goalhorn, good. Goal song, fantastic selection, in my opinion. Some people don't like it. Um, I think once the crowd catches along and sings along with it, it'll be perfect. Yep. Um, we got a lot of practice on that. We got a Saturday. lot of practice. They put the horn and the goal song to use last night. The next thing that they need to do, bring back the red seats. Bring then back... everything's perfect. No. <laughs> oh. Whoa. Oh. Brandon, you're skipping a part. What am I missing? They need to put Hockey Town back on center ice. Yeah. You know, I'm the indifferent one on that one. They had the flags that said Hockey Town on it. They do every year. Yeah. We need to bring it back. I have a different opinion on that one. I think that era is its own era. Hockey Town Part 2. That would look stupid. I don't know. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. That would be cool. Uh, gameplay, fantastic. Raymond throwing a guy <laughs> into the bench was the highlight of the game for me. That was... Uh, I just remember it like, happening and everyone losing their minds. And I looked at you and I was like, that was freaking Raymond. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> it was on repeat all day on Twitter. Oh, yeah. This morning. It was Maria's favorite part, too. It was... Well, then <laughs> turned around and Fisher killed the guy behind the net. And then Petrie was throwing the body really well last night. He actually had a good game, in my opinion. He got burned once, but yeah, they played well against... I mean, the Tampa team, yeah, you take out Vassy. The goalie problem is a thing there, clearly. But I still think the result's the same with him and net. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. We played better. We, we played way better. We out, out-competed them big time. There's a lot of compete out there on one side. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was fun. You can see what the wings are trying to cook. You saw the roster really come together last night to bring it, man. Oh, on the same line as Larkin and Raymond. That it should be how it is for the rest of the season. Do not change it. I know I'm just a Raymond fanboy saying that. Yep. But I think as I watched the night go on, at least on Red Wings Twitter, everyone else kind of agreed that that's the line that needs to stay together. Perron's great. He could not keep up with Larkin and to bring it. I think his age is starting to show. He's a little slower. He's a little slower. Um, He just couldn't keep up with those guys, and it was screwing up the zone entry every time. Having someone with their speed to match, the zone entry on their line was incredible last night. And then the line he was slotted to, he worked out just fine. It was great. I don't know whose line. I can't remember. Whose line is it anyway? (laughs) Jesus. I can't remember. But anything else you want to add for the wings home opener? Uh, No. It was great. The vibes were good. I... I feel, here's the crazy thing, though. It was super loud in there. I feel like it could be way louder. Like, oh, it I could don't be. even think we met the match. So, like, playoff, like, I know that was, like, the highest it's been. 
but I think there's still another gear in playoff hockey in there is going to be insane, I feel. I know when I reposted Larkin's quote about how loud it was last night, I said that place is a certified electric factory. It is going to be the loudest arena in the NHL when it comes down to those big games. It felt like a playoff game. Yeah, it was fun. Like, the environment felt playoff-like, but when you get to actual playoff, oh, my God, dude. uh, Yeah, it it, it was good. Like, we, we were all... We had a good time. And it was good to see the Twitter fam. Like We've met so many amazing people. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll continue to meet people at games. We're always welcome to say hi and chat. We oh, like, yeah. We like talking about hockey. That's why we do it twice a week in a room together. You're going to group me in that. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> I'm just here for you, Brandon. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, Anything else? Do you want to add to that? Go Wings. Go Wings. <laughs> oh. it simple. I know they're one and one, but it, man, it felt it just feels special. Now are we 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 switch over to the Griffins, right? Let's go to Friday. Another Friday. home opener. Read us through recap us game one, Brandon. I would love to recap game one. It was chaotic and stressful at all situations on my end. I don't know why. I took the day off and like traffic was crazy. We didn't get down. I didn't get down there as early as I wanted to, and yeah, traffic was stupid. I'll, I'll give you that. It, it created a little bit of chaos for both of us getting to the rink at the time we wanted to get there. Yeah. Um, so, no, Friday night, Griffins kick off the season at home against the Colorado Eagles, affiliate of the Colorado Avalanche. First initial thoughts when this game started, uh, I was scared. Why? Because it was October 13th? Friday no, because 13th. at first when I got there, the rink wasn't full, and I was like, uh-oh. It looks really empty at the very beginning. Granted, we get there early like psychopaths. Well, okay, I do. Yeah. Um, but I was like, uh-oh, like, is this not going to be a good turn on a crowd? It packed out pretty well. Definitely could see that traffic uh, held up a lot of people. Yeah. The there was also like four concerts happening downtown oh, at the same time. Ooh. There was, the one I went to, there was one at 20 Monroe. There was three at the intersection. Three of the four venues there had a concert at Jeez. it. Um, so, yeah, it was stupid. So you know us, we're we're pretty critical about the in arena in arena experience. Uh, we had a whole episode dedicated to that last year. We'll have another one this year. I'm sure, we will. An update. First thing I'll say was uh, it was loud it in was, the arena. It was the loudest it's been all year. Except uh, yeah. wait, Princess game. It was pretty loud. Oh my god! No, it was louder than that. Yeah, it was louder. Than that. Like the sound system was louder, which I'm grateful for because you could actually hear Zane talk and you could hear announcements and you could hear the music. I just couldn't hear you next to me. Which is fine. I think that's the way it's supposed to be. Um, the horn seemed louder. The horn. The crowd sound. was extremely loud. Crowd was in it. Like Heather watching at home that night, she said you could hear every goalie "You Suck" chant through the broadcast, and we know those broadcast quality audio. The audio is not that great. So if you're hearing that through there, it was loud. I heard it Saturday too through Saturday's broadcast. That's awesome. I could hear fantastic. it super clear, but I could hear the "You Suck" part. That's fantastic. Intro video. I thought it was good. I thought it was hype. Yeah, I was I was bought in for that. So we get to this game though. They announced the scratches for that game. Jared McIsaac, Vero, Spezia, New Power, and Sawchuck were scratched for the first game. Yeah. Wasn't reading into anything there. Nope. No, you don't read anything. It's first game. Like, exactly. It is what it is. And these guys, to you know, who got there deserved the spot. Everybody deserves the spot. Some outcompeted others. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> Where Nick put his tinfoil hat on was that Hutchinson got the start and Kosa didn't. But we'll get into that. I should have called that. Yeah. You bullied me into it. Oh, sure. <laughs> In-game action. We'll just jump in here. So, Griffins win this game 3-2 to two and a comeback win. So, this is where I also got nervous. Scoring in the first, each team got a goal. But the shots ended 18 for Colorado, Grand Rapids 4. 
Yeah. I had instant flashbacks yep. to last season right there. Granted, I didn't want to overreact. It's the first game of the season. I expected them to come out a little slow. Not that slow. I was nervous. But what I will say is this Colorado team is fast. They are fast. And they will throw the puck at the net no matter what. They weren't looking for good scoring chances. They were just getting it on net. There was no high-quality chance in those 18 shots, except for the goal that they scored, which I wouldn't even say was high-quality. No, but it was assisted by Mr. Ivan Ivan. Ivan Ivan, yeah, <laughs> Red Wings legend. But Griffin's goal in that one was Zarnik, assisted by Hiroshi and Simon Edvinson. And again, nice little little Hiroshi takeaway, really clean pass to Zarnik, and Zarnik puts it in. Good start to the season right there for him. Good was start. Happy, was happy with it. One-to-one one at the end of that period, coming out of that one tied. You're okay. You're feeling okay. You're feeling, you're feeling okay. Nothing crazy, but you're feeling good. Hutchison playing out of his mind. Very, very good. Yeah, Hutchison played really well. Second period comes around, so you're kind of wondering what you're going to see. Shots in this one end 14-9 to nine in favor of Colorado. I looked at Nick and said, Hutchison's playing really well. And, and then Colorado got a power play, and then they scored immediately after I said that. So I will no longer be saying that for the rest <laughs> of the season during the game. Um, again, nothing he could really do on that goal, though. I, I don't fault him at all. Having an incredible game still at this point. Third period comes around. And you were like, you noticed to me, you nudged me and you're like, are we going to get to 18 shots? This is looking like last year all over again. Yep. But then I also mentioned to you, I was like, I remember one specific thing with Toledo under Dan Watson. What was that? That third periods are usually big. Yeah. And they were. Uh, This one was. So seven seconds in. I missed this one. Griffins win the faceoff. Zarnik wins the faceoff back to Johansson. He holds on to it for a second. There was a complete breakdown in the Colorado defense, and he just shoots or passes it over to Hiroshi. Hiroshi walks right in. Beautiful move, scores. They said it was a set play. Oh, it was, de- it was definitely a set play. They've tried this That's before. why he just held the puck there and waited, and something broke down in that defense. It's not a set play they'll probably be able to use very often, but, um, yeah, it was perfect. Oh, and yeah, because we were coming back from Rinaldi at that point. Yeah, we had just finished talking to Rinaldi. So we sat down, boom. Hiroshi scored. We were just getting settled in. When we say seven seconds, it was legitimately seven seconds into the period. So you're like, okay. Griffins end up on the power play um, 11 minutes into this period, and Hiroshi again gets his second of the night on the power play. Nice little Bergeron shot right at the net. Hiroshi capitalizes on the rebound. Elmer got the uh, secondary assist. That's that's the game. Griffins win 3-2. to two. I want to talk about this Hiroshi second goal, though. Yeah. The Selly afterwards was amazing. Him just coming right to the fans with his hands up, just ready to like... You missed the best part of the celly then, if that's what you're talking about. What was, the, what was the beginning part? You didn't see Simon behind them who didn't even bother skating down to the team. He just skated right to the glass and started pounding it with the fans. <laughs> no, I didn't see that part. Oh my God, that's what I saw that. It was, oh, it was so perfect. I was like, holy crap. And that's where, to peel something back with this game, going into this... The Red Wings had made decisions, right? They decided who was going to be here and who wasn't going to be here. Bergen and Bergen and Edmondson both being here raised a lot of question marks to fans. They're like, no, we want them in Detroit. That's where they belong. Da, da, da. And sure, they both definitely have the skill set to be in Detroit. You worry about attitude at that point and how the player receives it maybe and how they're going to come out and play. Nope. These two are professionals. You can tell they're having fun down here. Bergie's having fun. Edmondson's having a world of fun. They're just coming out and doing their thing, playing their game, continuing to develop and get better at their game. Yeah, the Berger and like his pregame walk-in stuff, he was having fun with the shoot. Like he was, it didn't look like it was a demotion like last year. The guys were coming down here and they were just like super sad and upset and like 
Oh, I want to be up with the wings, you know. Uh, so they're, they're taking a different attitude with it this year, which I can appreciate. And I think the fans can too. I definitely appreciate it. And I think it already speaks to one of Dan Watson's biggest things. It's culture. Yeah. Like that's, that's what he focuses on. That's the one thing he wants to build the most. And any interview you hear him talk about, um, he's talking about the culture that they're trying to build here. So I really appreciated what I saw in this game. Good comeback there. Yes. There's a lot to clean up. But first game of the season, you get the win, you get the comeback, your penalty kill, you know, Colorado went one for four on the power play. Penalty kill looked good, and that's one of the things that Lashoff's owning. Yeah, that's his, Um, what's he's rocking. Yeah, penalty kill in the defense, and defense started off and got better as the game went on, and penalty kill looked great too. Like, if that's the penalty kill we have all season, I'm happy. Yeah, we got to think about it too, the defense is young. Defense is so young in this game. Your what your lineups for defense in this game? You had Edvinson and uh, Brogan Rafferty. You have Josiah Didier, uh, William Wallander paired with him. So that's their first two games together, and yep. that's their first time like here in. Well, you come from you come down from Detroit's you know preseason. You start you get uh, like four days of practice here, and here's the season. Have fun. Yeah, and they had Johansson on the on the um, third line with Tuomisto. Yep. So I mean, you're, it's a young defense. I know Johansson was here last year. Simon was here last year, but. They're still young. And Waddy definitely turned on the blender a little bit on defense. And throughout the game, I definitely saw those lines get shaken up. I know I saw Simon and Johansson end up together a couple times. Uh, I know I saw uh, Didier and Rafferty end up on the same line a couple times. So it it depended on the situation. I I don't have many complaints about this. You know, Three stars of the game, Hiroshi, Hutchinson, Zarnik. Again, Hutchinson faced 42 shots. He had a really, really solid game. Yeah, Hutchinson played real well. <laughs> I had to slip it in there at some point. <laughs> I know, I knew you did. Yeah, I, I mean, you shoot forty-two shots and you save all but two. I mean, that's that's pretty good, I would say. Uh, and especially for somebody that we just signed two months ago, yeah, less. Yeah. So and then he gets put in the starting lineup right away, opening night with the organization. Like, here you go, here you go, buddy. Which Wadi <laughs> mentioned the reasoning behind that. He wants Costa. He wanted Costa to see see a game, uh, get adjusted to that speed in front of him, uh, and what he'll be facing the following night and you know the following weekend because they play them again this coming weekend. So it was a smart coaching move by Watson there to keep him bench the first night. Uh, let him adjust, and obviously Kosa's not taking any of it negatively. He, he's no. a smart kid. He understands what, what they're going for here. So Hutchinson was the right start for that night, and yeah, overall, team looked decent. I mean, there was definitely areas to clean up, but Hutchinson obviously was my top player. He's the best player on the ice, hands down. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, overall, hands down. Even oh. even Watson agreed. Hiroshi played an extremely good game as well, you know, two goals and an assist in the first game of the season, picking up right where he left off last year. Elmer, I thought it was a really good game. Uh, definitely a couple standout plays. The between, how many between the legs attempts in the power play did he try to go for? Like four in a row. It he was, didn't do it. He didn't do it Saturday. No, I I kept watch on that. And I mean, none of them were like bad attempts by any means. It was the move. Like if you're going to try to score right there where he was at, where the puck landed, that's the move to go for, for sure. Yeah, but you can't do it every every single power play. That's not going to work. Anybody else you thought played well? Oh, uh, I thought Amadeus also settled in pretty well. As the game went on, for the first uh, period, it was a little, little shaky. Uh, but board play was really good. The hustle was coming back a little more. He the just, compete was there. Yeah, the compete was there. That's the big thing with Ammo. Yeah, he's smart. He's he knows smart. where to f- go to find the puck. But he was making really good plays along the boards for takeaways too. 
and I know he's not going to come and break the doors down. I don't no. didn't expect him to by any means. But I think as he settles in, we'll start to see better and better play with him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anybody you think we should, we want to see more out of? I mean, you want to see more out of everyone in that first game there. Like, the shots were concerning, obviously. Yeah. Uh, granted, we were just going for quality on the shots, clearly. Tuamisto was one I wanted to see a little bit more play on defense with. Casper played an okay game. I don't think it was anything to write home about. I think he did well in some aspects of it and definitely has some areas to clean up. Um, Johansson was kind of quiet except for his assist, I thought. But, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to... First game, I'm not reading into any player as they should be doing better or anything like that. First game, settling in with this team. My first five games, honestly. I'm not going to really write home about anything of concern just yet. You don't want to overreact on anything? No. Oh. This isn't an overreact podcast. <laughs> I mean, I think we're winning the cup this year. I mean, that might be an overreaction, but... You know, the last time we finished 2-0? and <laughs> Yeah, I know. Anything else you want to add for the game part of that? No. We did suffer one injury in that game. Uh, Dadaya ended up injured and did not play Saturday night. So that sucks. And then Zach Aston Reese got the call up for the wings uh, just as a body. He did not play in Detroit on Saturday. But he was the call up with Fabry out. And that all shifted again this morning, but... Yeah. Yeah. Then they, they sent him back and then called up Zarnik. Yeah. For this week, possibly. Who knows if he'll play or not. If he does, we know what he'll slot in and do. So. Yeah. I mean, he earned that spot. But congrats to Dan Watson. First AHL win. First win. First game, first win. Lash off, first win. First win as an assistant coach. And what you put in here, Griffins have won the home opener for the sixth time in the last eight years. Yeah. It's a pretty good record right there. We've got a developing story on the captains. Yeah, so I think we had we had mentioned multiple times, you know, we're all predicting Dominic Shine is going to be the captain of this team. They go through player introductions, and he was the last one to come out on the ice, so we're sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be it. Uh, nope, he's rocking an A, Zarnik's rocking an A, Dadaya's rocking an A, no captain. Thoughts? So, yeah, I mean, um, I actually got information from the Watson's post-speech for Saturday, yeah. Somebody asked him about it. And what do you say? So Andrea Friendo, she's a season ticket holder. I reached out to her today, but she said um, she asked about naming captain. He said he's still getting to know the guys and vice versa, and that he has a whole checklist of things he wants the captain to embody. So three different guys will wear his next weekend, and then when they come back the following weekend, they'll announce the captain. So it's like a two-week tryout. So thoughts? I like it. I think it's just smart to come in and not just assume and go off of prior opinions of the players. Show me what you've got. Prove it to me that you deserve to wear this. Everybody gets a fresh start. Yep. So now with that in mind, prediction? I I don't know. I I think it's still going to be Shine. I think it's because we listed Sarnik and Dadaya. And Sarnik keeps getting pulled up. So you really want your captain to be there, you know? So that's why I'm not thinking it's going to be Sarnik. Anything you want to wrap up for opening night? I had a lot of fun. It's probably one of the most fun home openers I've had in a while. Um, I think the team did a good job with everything. I wish there was more pregame festivities, but they probably would have been canceled because of the weather, too, as well. But overall, I felt like the in-arena experience was good. There was improvements from last year. Yeah, it didn't seem like the lines were too long to get in. Lines were very manageable for everything. I mean, I didn't try to go pound too many $2 beers that night, so I really didn't get to experience the lines like that. You should have. We were doing other things during our intermission time. But, no, I, I had fun with it. I think it was a good start. And on to Saturday. I just want to see. Attendance was at 10,000. 
Yeah. No, it, it packed out in there really well. Like, I, I'm very happy with what I what I saw from that. I was nervous at first, but again, traffic sucked. Parking yeah. downtown Grand Rapids sucks. For those that are coming from out of Grand Rapids, get here early. Get here Parking early. sucks. Right, should we go to ad break? We should probably throw it to DraftKings first and then go into the Saturday game. Did you make any bets on the Lions today? Uh, no, I was too tired to even open the app. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make any bets either. <laughs> I was like, well, that's coming gone. But if I would have, they would have cleared because the Lions won. They are 5-1. and one. They're tied for the first in the, in the... In the league. In the league. So... Yeah, buddy. Drink that Kool-Aid. The NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. For instance, the Detroit Lions play Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday. If you bet $5, they will pay out $9.54 at this moment. I know that's one that I'll be keeping an eye on. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA, 21 and older, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms in responsible gaming resources. So Saturday. Saturday. A 5-2 win. And we kept checking it during the Wings game. We were trying our best. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot going on. Which also, we need to uh, say a big thank you and appreciate of Heather for coming in and running the page for that night. Yes, I appreciate her so much for that. Uh, she did a good she, job. She did a really good job with it. Um, some stuff to clean up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's so, preseason. You know, we're only two games in. We're working. <laughs> she, she, no, she did a really good job. It was a last minute thing that she was nice enough to do for us. I greatly appreciate it. I know Nick does as well. It allowed us to actually focus on the Wings game and have a good time at that. Um, and she got to watch both games at the same time. So that was fun for her. Yeah, we were able to get the text updates, and we're like, "Holy crap!" Like. Goal. Yeah, she got a fun Goal. game to cover. Yeah, she did. Well, both <laughs> games she was able to watch. And, yeah. Know, so. Yeah, yeah. This, this, this was good. 5-2 win against the same Colorado team. Yeah. Um, with a different starting goalie for us. Different starting goalie, different lineups. Different lineups and different goalie. I actually like these lines better. Uh, I do too, in in a sense. Uh, so Kosa gets the start in this one. Um, stops 41 of 43 shots. Again, allowed a lot of shots but we'll get to that it sounds like from everything that i've seen and looked at and heard uh he had a really solid game was seeing the puck really well he was um the cup the two goals that went in there's not much he could do about him one was a shot from the point and kind of garbage minutes will towards the end of the game yeah and then the first goal that colorado scored i didn't even think anyone thought it went in yeah they had to check it uh they weren't sure if it did go in yeah because he came out so fast yeah so you know, goals like that, you can't really fault them for. Um, you're not going to stop every puck as much as you'd like to. I mean, that's the goal. Well, yeah. <laughs> first first AHL game of the season, I didn't anticipate him to get a shutout. No. No. 
I mean, that would have been sick. I like third period when I came around. We saw them still like well, uh, what was the score at that point? Third period. It was three. Yeah, three nothing. Yeah, I'm like, are they playing a defensive shell around this guy? Like, what's Not going really. on? Not really, because there was only 22 shots. Like, the shots were pretty even at that point. Yeah, Colorado. I mean, putting up 22 shots in the third there. Um, wow, that's, that's quite a bit. What made me nervous to watch this third period today? <laughs> yeah, it looks like there was some some stuff fell apart there. We took a couple penalties in the third, but I mean, Colorado went one for six in the power play again. Speaking to our PK, doing really well. Uh, we went one for four, uh, just like we did the night before. So, biggest thing they said that that's all they've been working on was was special teams. The last few first, days too. first four practices that they had were very very special teams focused, and it shows uh, the difference in the power play and the penalty kill from last season, night and day. Yeah, night and day difference. Oh, the power play looks so good. Oh, so I good. know they don't. Puck they, movement was fantastic. That it was fun to watch. Uh, scratches for this game. McIsaac, Tuamisto. McIsaac again? Yeah. Uh, Tuamisto got scratched in this game. Uh, Aston Reese got the call up to Detroit. Didier was out. And Riley Sawchuk was scratched again in this one. So defensive pairings and some offensive pairings were shaken up a little bit too. Uh, first line stayed the same. Second line changed it up a little bit. Elmer, Lombardi, and uh, Stevens all together, which we liked. We liked that line a lot. I like uh, the Soto Blue Lombardi. That's they need to keep those two guys together. They played really well in training camp. Yep. And then the they next line well. of Lespy, Casper, and Cross too is really solid. I like that a lot. I like that idea. Spezia Gettinger and Shine is a good veteran line. I like that. Yep. And then defensive pairings, Simon and Rafferty were together. Johansson and New Power were together. Love that. Uh and Wallander and Biro together as well, which I like that as well. I thought Brogan played actually a really good game. Brogan's impressed me so far. Rafferty's a really solid defenseman. Uh, we're we're kind of lucky to have him in comparison to what we've had in the past at the veteran space in defense. Yeah. So I'll take that. What did you, you want me to recap goals real quick in this one? I did see the goals. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, well, I saw the Griffin's goals, I should say. I didn't really look at the Colorado ones. They were kind of garbage time goals anyways. Yeah. Um. So in the first period here, first goal, Zarnik again starts off the scoring for the team. Yeah. Uh, from Stevens, a pretty simple feed from Stevens, but it was nice and clean. Two on one. Yep. He fed it over. Right to Zarnik's stick, and he puts it in. The funny thing is it happened again two minutes, like two or three minutes later, but Stevens was on the receiving end, and he missed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, dang it, like, come on, buddy. He tried to return the favor. Yeah, he's trying to hook you up. Uh, next goal was uh, going to be Spezia's goal. And that was just a beautiful feed from behind the net by Gattinger. It was. Just outreached the goalie to put it in. <laughs> he's Because he's big. <laughs> but no, it was a really nice move in the front of the net, too, by Spezia. Little, little reverse toe drag there to get the yeah. puck on the backhand and just, boop, puts it in. Um, third goal for the Griffins it's in the second period. Simon with an absolute blast from the top of the right circle. Oh, yeah. Um, he was playing so feisty yesterday. He was playing feisty Friday too. The first, the first period, he sat a guy down like he, <laughs> he was just like boop, done. Like, and he was getting fired up about it. I thought he was going to start fighting. The fi- the feistiness level that him and Cross have brought so far this season already. Because uh, we forgot to mention it Friday, Cross killed a guy in front of us. Essentially, yeah. it probably should have been should've a penalty. Been uh, we got away with one there, which is rare for this team to get away with one. 
Um, yeah, the rest but, played pretty well. Yeah, fair. No real complaints. No. Uh, but yeah, Cross absolutely crushed that dude, <laughs> yeah, and it awesome. was really funny. I do remember that. Um. Anyways, the Bergen with a pass to Gettinger. Yeah, Bergen with a beautiful NHL quality pass. That's what they said on the street too. Yep. Uh, right to Gettinger. He puts that one in. It's his first as a Griffin. Gettinger's, yep, yep. Yep, yep, first as a Griffin, so congrats to him. Boogie off the back. Yeah, right. And then New Power with an empty netter from the other end of the ice. Yeah, he was replicating his Mo Siderness there. Yeah, yeah. No, it was even <laughs> further back than Mo. Yeah. Um, and Lesby got the assist on that one. So, again, goals. Zarnik from Stevens, Spezia from Gettinger and Shine, Edvinson from Hiroshi and Berggren. Uh, Gettinger from Berggren and New Power, and New Power from Lesby. And those are going to be your Griffin's goals. One power play goal on that, and that was Edvinson's, obviously. It was sick. It was a blast. And again, immediately just goes to celebrate with the crowd. He just hands <laughs> up and just stares. <laughs> it was great. I love it. Uh, three stars of that game. Kosa, 41 saves. As he should get first star. Yeah, that, I mean. You see the cool. video of him coming out? He had the, the sunglasses that were painted with the Go GRG on them. Oh, they painted. Okay, I saw the sunglasses. I saw words on it, but I didn't see. Yeah. I couldn't make out the letters. They copied the Wings Media Day uh, glasses and did the same thing for us. I love them. That's fantastic. Yep, he was rocking those. The Second star? Second star was Gantcher. One goal, one assist. Nice. And then you had Speed Show for the third uh, star of the game with a goal. Yeah. Uh, watching this. So I spotlighted Amadeus. Yeah, how did you feel about him in this game? I thought he played really well. Mm-hmm. He was moving to where the puck was going and knew where the puck was going. I thought he played really well. Um, and he didn't have any turnovers. I didn't see like, I didn't see any turnovers. I didn't see him getting bullied off the puck. Like He held his own. Good. Um, now, I'm fearful because the guy that we're wanting to see more out of is Casper. And I felt like he was kind of transparent like a ghost like a ghost very uh invisible out there i i thought i mean he had the penalty that was it uh he had no stats oh he had a plus one because he was on the ice for a goal but i mean casper i think is gonna take time to adjust too i i'm not worried about him yet but again i said five games until i start worrying about people probably yeah so it's all adjusting I'm not going to be, you know, cheering for him to be sent down or anything like that yet. No, not at all. I think, too, like, he has to get adjusted to the ice, like, the ice or... Smaller or the sm- Sorry, the smaller ice rink. Yeah. It's going to take time. I mean, we went through the same thing with a lot of these guys first year that yeah. came over from overseas. It, it takes a second to adjust to the North American game, so... And Walt, like, Amadeus has been playing over here. Right. So he's used to the right. the size. And these guys, especially, like, Casper, like, yeah, you, you want to see more from them, but what you're not seeing is mistakes. Yeah, like that's a big difference in what we've seen in some other players that have come over from Europe or whatever. They come over here and they start making mistakes because they think they have more space and they don't. Or time. Yeah, time and space in North America is a lot different. And measuring too. Like, yeah, we're on the metric. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I also thought Costa played really well. I mean, he was seeing the puck. He was in the right spots. He wasn't. Str- he wasn't freaking out. He played a really calm game, like we're known to see him in Toledo. Yeah. So if that's if that's what we're gonna see right off the bat here, awesome. Yeah. If we skip the crazy adjustment period, and I think 
having Wadi as his coach and knowing how to work with each other, I think it's going to help that adjustment period be shorter. I don't think he's I, – I, I guarantee there's going to be a bad game or two in here. Oh, yeah. There's going to be. But at the same time, if that's how it's going to start, that's a complete polar opposite of how it started in Toledo. And how it started in Grand Rapids. Oh, how it ended in Grand Rapids. It started great. He got his first win, and then he went to Chicago and got lit up. Yeah. So we'll see. So it was a good bounce back for him. A good bounce back yeah. win. Uh, my last guy that I thought played really well was Rogan Rafferty. Yeah. He, like, he was just dishing the puck really well. He was where he needed to be. Yeah, I mean, his name was constantly being called by Bob. So, I, I mean, I want to highlight him as well. He's a newer addition to us, so we don't know much. Of, we didn't know much about him. But he's been able to hold the blue line really well with these, you know, newer guys coming in. So, um, How did Vero play? Yeah. He finished a plus two. Really? Um, I mean, I watched him. I had... He had some bad turnovers. He had some bad penalties, and he got knocked off the puck. So he I was, took one penalty. Yeah, it was at the end of the, the game. That high sticking, uh, which led to a goal, I believe. It's part of a goal. Yeah. Yep. So didn't like to see that. Um, I mean, that's just again. This is his first game. He didn't play the first game. Yeah, he didn't play the first game. He was so. sat the first game. It'll be interesting to see how where he's at in the lineup next this weekend. So I I don't know I just wanted more out of him. That was the like the one player that I could like that I noticed that wasn't playing well. Okay. I mean everybody else was a plus one plus two. There's only one minus on the team that I can see. It was Hirose was a minus one. Yeah. Which I'm sure I mean he got an assist, but you know Colorado probably shut him down a little bit more. Yeah, and Sonic, Sonic was a zero, but yeah. he had he had a goal. I mean, yeah, Coase and Hutchinson didn't get points either. Nor, oh. did, nor did Elmer. Yeah, Elmer a little quieter in this game. Yeah, I would say so. I think, but I would say he was quieter, but Lombardi and him had some chances. They just weren't able to convert. So, Ammo was getting him opportunities. He just couldn't, he just couldn't put it in. Hmm. Interesting. Like, it's the first game. We just let them give them the give them their time, give them their chances. You know, uh, it didn't cost us the game. That's the biggest thing. You know, so and like Casper, it's their first. Yeah, it's his first season over here. He's I'm shocked to, take time. I'm shocked to see Cross not on the score sheet yet, with how he's playing. Yeah, that was. Uh, I noticed that. It's a matter of time, works. obviously, but like he looks like he was right when he got injured. Like he looks exactly how he looked back then. He, he's fast. He's feisty. He's making good plays. Maybe they need to switch him to that line with Lombardi and Soderblom. Ooh, that that could, would be spicy. That would be a nice line. That line would have some spice to it. Yeah. And then you got Stevens, Casper, and Lesby. It's kind of a fighting line. Hmm. So. <laughs> Anything else you want to add to that one? Not to that game specifically. I have overall thoughts on the weekend. but Go ahead. You have nothing else to add to the game? Uh, No, some news. Dominic Schein tied Nathan, Nathan Page. Nathan Page, yeah. Page for six on all time for games played for the Griffins. Nice. Costa's 41 saves for the most by a Griffins rookie since Jared Carew. Is that how you pronounce Coru. it? Carew. Uh He stopped 47 out of 49 shots. He was good. Too. And he lost that game. Wonder why. So we got the win. Uh, shelled. Yeah. 10 Griffins recorded a point. In the 5-2 win, and last time they... Oh, we mentioned this earlier. Last time they started 2-0 was when they won the cup. 
yeah, I won't hang the banner yet or anything like that. But I am. I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, overall thoughts in the first two games for this team. Um, it is a completely different team than what you saw under Ben Simon last year. Uh, I'm just going to blatantly say that. There's a huge difference in the first couple of games. It was pretty common uh, for Ben Simon to, you know, he'd, he'd win the home opener, but then you would turn around and lose the next game or you'd learn, lose the next three. You know, there was one season I specifically remember. I don't remember if Ben Simon was the coach or not at that point, but I remember losing like the first eight or nine games. I think this year we ended up winning the cup, though. But I think it was before, for his time. I feel significantly better about the product I'm seeing. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more fight. There's a lot more compete. Shots. There's more shots. <laughs> we broke 20 each game. Like, that's huge compared to the year before. Yeah, because we had trouble getting to 18. Yep. Um, You can see Dan Watson's impression on this team very clearly. You can see the fight in the players and what they want to go out there and accomplish, even though, you know, they're getting shelled on these shots, they're turning around and going the other end and trying to make the most of every opportunity they can, knowing how many opportunities the opposition's getting in their end. Yeah. Like that's, it's a very different team. I'm very happy with what I saw this weekend. Not super happy with Friday because the first period was trash as Watson admitted himself. It was yeah. not a good period, but the five periods after that have been, very good hockey and our you know the excitement level of what this team could possibly accomplish this year is definitely definitely there the one thing so i listened to all the post-game interviews all the pre-game interviews everything like that and the one thing that i pulled out of every just about everybody was talking about there was a theme and that theme was bringing a calder cup to grand rapids yeah everybody's on the same page you didn't hear that last year no, there was no talk of championships. There's, there's none. There was no talk of the culture. Dude. There was no talk of half of the stuff we're hearing about. And this is all stuff you're supposed to be hearing about. Like, it makes this, me believe. If this team's not going to go out there and win a Calder Cup, I want the team to go out there and develop this chemistry and this rapport and these skills that they're getting to be able to go carry those forward into Detroit in the future. Whether we want to admit it or not, there's a lot of possible future key pieces of this Red Wings organization on this team this year a lot of them yes some of them aren't going to blow the doors down the first year like you expect you have a Bergeron and you have an Edmondson right now you expect them to compete and perform it the way they're performing right now you expect Soderblom to be performing at the level he is now maybe a little more and get more consistent take that next step and take that next step but then you got all these other guys like when Bergie eventually gets that call back up and Edmondson gets that call back up, these defensemen are going to have to step up and fill a bigger role, but the spotlight's going to be more on them. They're going to have it. We're going to see more of their game come out because they're going to get more minutes and more time. Right now, it's just enjoy what we have when we have it. And the luck of us having Edmondson and Bergen here still. Yeah, because we didn't get that time with other prospects. No, and we're getting lucky with these. And we're also lucky that we've got two really solid guys that don't take being sent down here as a punishment. Like a lot of players did last year. Yeah, and I think that also speaks to Watson right there. Yeah. Yep, and what he's trying to do. Like you said, uh, he's looking forward to the team going on the road as this is a time where they'll start to get to know each other more, really mesh together as a team. So if, if if I'm reading into what he's saying right, 
is that these guys are going to go out there and they're going to make some noise on the road. Yeah. Which, as a road team last year, we did pretty well. Home was where we struggled more. Remember? Yeah, yeah, we were terrible. At home. So I mean, if we can go out there, <laughs> if we can still go out there and make some more noise on on the road than we already were, I like what I see. I mean, prediction for me is I don't I don't think we walk away with both Colorado wins in Colorado. No, I don't. Uh, think I think so it's either. an even split. But I think it is too. If we come out of the first two weeks of the season three and one, okay. Against a good Colorado, that Colorado good. team is good. They're very fast. They play very tight. It was hard for us to get going. You saw a little bit of Dan Watson's system, but you couldn't see it fully. No, they took away time and space very they, well. They closed it very quick. So, um, I mean, for us to take three out of four, that that, that would be huge, I, I would say. Yeah. I mean, again, this feels like a weird, weird little playoff. Like, with two games here, two games there. We got games one through four of the first round Yeah, right here. But, I mean... I hope they look at it that way, to be honest with you, because I remember when Scotty coached the Wings, they would take it down as a 10-game break. So it was, we got to look at these next 10 games. We need to be at 8-2, and two, and we need to keep going through. That was the big... Like, I remember that growing up. It was like they had these little 10-game stunts or like five-game stunts, and that's where they focused on, and they had to just be on the winning side of those because at the end of the season, it all adds up. It's going to be a fun season. Yeah, I'm... I'm excited that Watson's the coach, man. I, I, I just feel a whole new level of appreciation for what he's bringing to the table. And, you know, he does use the word compete a lot still. That's still, we have to deal with that. Yeah, it's... <laughs> polar opposite. Polar opposite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, I, I made it clear a couple episodes ago after I listened to his interview on the Red Wing Authority with Art. I could listen to Dan Watson talk about hockey all day. Yeah. The way he talks about the game and the way he approaches it is the way I would approach coaching a team. It's the way I, when I, that's how you like, when I led people, that's how I coached them. Yep. You know, I was culture first for everything. And there, that's how you breed success is the culture. Um, I think he's got a great support system and our two assistant coaches around him too. I think they're doing very smart things, very good things. In the way the players are carrying themselves right now, every interview we've heard of them, they're all sound, super happy to be here. Yeah, they're all super intelligent. They know their stuff, and yeah, we're we're in for a good season. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. It's it's gonna be. I'm more pumped about it. Yeah, there'll be good times and bad for sure. We're gonna have a lot more good. I feel like though. Yeah. Uh, you want to recap the what happened over the, the weekend for the league? Well, not the league, but our division. What do, you, what do you got? So we're looking pretty good in our division. That have two you games. Had the standings <laughs> pulled up, didn't you? So. <laughs> so out of two, four, six, eight, nine, ten, eleven games in the divi- out of the divisional teams this weekend, there was only four wins, and yep. Grand Rapids had half of those. Yep. Uh, hey. Iowa lost to Henderson 4-2. Wallstead was a net for that one. Lots of penalties, lots of fights. Oh, uh, boy. 39 minutes of penalties for Henderson and 34 minutes for Iowa. That's <laughs> a lot. That's almost two periods of hockey. It is, yeah. I can see their season totals right now. 47 <laughs> for Henderson and 40 for Iowa. It's, uh, it's That was just that one game. Uh, <laughs> Manitoba Moose lost to Calgary 4-2. Okay. Uh, if you were on Twitter... The next day, there was a huge. Oh yes, that, that was came, a game that came out of that game. 
Uh, Brad Lambert got the goal for Manitoba, and he was one of like the first-round picks. So yeah, he's the guy we said to watch out for. Yep. Uh, Texas lost to Tucson, three to two, and then Rockford crushed San Jose, seven to two. Now, <laughs> what happened to them Saturday night? Saturday night, Rockford lost seven to two against San Jose. <laughs> so very weird game there, uh, or series, you should say. And then Iowa lost again to Henderson, seven to three. Milwaukee beat Chicago. Chicago didn't start until Saturday, um, and they, I guess you could say they haven't really started yet because uh, they got beat by Milwaukee 2-1 in overtime. And then Texas lost again to Tucson 2-1. to So, yeah, we're at the top of the division right now. Hang the banner. Hang the banner. Wow. Let's go to the playoffs. That's an interesting start for the division. It's very weird. It's also interesting how many of the teams in the division didn't play divisional teams. Uh yeah, maybe we're on that NFL schedule where we play that other division first. Yeah, very, uh, it's good for us. It's not updated yet, but Manitoba actually beat Calgary today. Oh, sorry. I had that on the next one. Oh, did so, you? Okay. Sunday night, Manitoba Moose beat Calgary Wranglers 3-2 in overtime. And Lambert scored again. Oh, see? So he's... he's I know my stuff. Time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, we're sitting on top of the division. Griffins, Rockford, Milwaukee... The Moose, the Wolves, the Stars, and then Iowa. Yeah, I mean, and Chicago plays Texas on Wednesday this week. So it's one of the only three Wednesday games in the league, and we're not back in action again until Friday. Friday uh, in Colorado. Colorado, a nice nine oh five start time for our, us. So I'm assuming I'm covering those games, right? No, I can. Co- <laughs> I, got, I, can I got you. I can cover Friday. Uh, I got you, buddy. Saturday, well, I'll be out of town. That's right. You're going to Chicago. Heading to Chi Town. City of Love. I don't think that's... Your brother tried telling me that's what Detroit meant, too, but... Well, one of us has got to be right. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And um, anything else you want to wrap up with, Brandon? Nothing else to add to the Griffins. Nothing else to add to the Red Wings. Hockey's back. I'm excited. I feel good. The vibes are good. Vibes are good. Let's go. Let's go, Griffins. And Red Wings. And Walleye. And Hockey. Hey Flint, okay. yeah, yeah. We'll close her out. Yeah, I'll close her out. So thanks everyone for tuning into this fantastic Monday episode that we made it through. I'm sorry if we're not as energetic as normal. We are tired, um, but no. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for the Hockey Podcast Network for being amazing hosts as always, and shout out to DraftKings for being awesome sponsors. And well, maybe you'll make me some money next weekend if I actually remember to place bets. Yeah, that's the first step. That is the first step. Um, Give us a follow on all the social media platforms. Sometimes you might even see Heather take over the platform. Who knows? <laughs> but other than that, uh, appreciate you all. Thank you for tuning in. And we will talk to you guys on Thursday. We also got to thank our first Patreon member, Mr. Randy Zick. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Appreciate you, Randy. We'll see you at the game soon. Love you. Bye. <laughs>